just like that, the Steve Maraboli podcast is back. Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. What a great title, title of the forthcoming book. I thought it would be a great title for the podcast. I think that this this version of the podcast you know, is long overdue. Took a little break. Everybody, you know I took a little break after doing years and 600 plus episodes i uh you know for me it's always been a matter of keeping this as authentic as possible um and keeping it as as real as i like to say steph as possible so um uh, i took a little break until i was feeling it now i had been feeling it for a while yep. and 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 of course steph steph's with me for those of you who who uh enjoy my stuff on social media, picture quotes, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Stephanie here has been running that for about a decade. Yeah, about, about Yeah, that. so so uh, I figured it would be great to have her on here to guide us through. I thought that that uh, that I just wanted it to feel right, like everything else. Mm-hmm. People always ask, "Why don't you do a book a year? Why don't you You have so many things?" Because I I this isn't what I ever wanted it to be as far as I, I, I never wanted to be that guru guy. You see them out there uh, and, you know, people get sick of me saying this, but most of those people, like they're playing a character, like they're they're hoping you buy into the fact that they're more successful than you so that you'll buy their <laughs> stuff. But they're calling me in between that and asking for advice and talking about how, how much money they do not have and that kind of stuff. So I've never, I've never wanted to be uh, in that position, but this, this felt good and wanting to do this podcast at the end. Got Layover Media production, Chris rocking it here in the Layover Media cellar. So we have a place I really wanted to just, uh, you know, Steph, I, I, my life's busy. <laughs> my, yeah, life's, you're busy. my life's busy. And so um, I wanted to be able to show up and, and, and knock out a show, not have too much production to it, just, just talk into a microphone. So for those of you who are excited to have me back, thank you so much. I love you all. I love reading comments. I love sharing with you. And, and you know, I continue after all these years, since uh, 1997, I continue to just bleed on paper. And it seems to resonate with all of you. We're all going through this, so I appreciate all of your support. So I wanted to show, so we were talking about, well, what does the show sound like? What does it look like? And for me, the times that I can make it to our office in in Port Washington, New York, the time I can make it there, I always say, after we talk and we get organized, I always say, if we were just recording this, (laughs) like if we were just recording this meeting, if we were just recording this conversation, people would like that. It wouldn't be as structured and and, and have them feel like they're going through a class of some sort. And a class, shockingly, that makes them feel not good enough and not, and then wait for the, wait, you know, after 45 minutes of the speaker convincing you you're drowning, you know, wait for it because the last 15 minutes is them selling you a life vest. So I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want that. I didn't want that at all. So you have a good, uh, a good eye for this, right, Steph? So yeah, you, we'll, we'll transition. I thought it would be great for, us to get to some of the the feedback which oh, will great. which will be feedback mm-hmm. which will be actual feedback from the show but for now stuff from social media like for me I want just like I do for for those of you who do get responses from me on social media uh and and a lot I love the new Instagram thing because uh Instagram on direct messages has the option for audio Oh, right. Which is you my favorite because I don't want to text out no. all these comp. Because some people are like, 
know, uh, you talk about cutting people out, but what if it's your family? You know what, how long of a text that is to explain that? So instead, if I could just press the little record button and be like, hey, listen, dude, I get it. Believe me, I get this. And this is, you know, try this and try this and try this. It's so much easier to record it. So those of you who do get my, my responses, know that I do that every chance I get. If I'm sitting in a car on the way to a, a talk, if I'm sitting on the way to the airport, at the airport, during lunch, sometimes in the morning, whatever, I try to get to as many people as I can. And I think, Steph, you said we get, was I forgot how many hundred thousands messages every year. So yeah. I, I can't get to all of them, but I do get to as many as possible. And on this show, I will get to as many of the essence as possible. A lot of people, I may get a hundred questions that are the, the characters and the, <laughs> and the question are different, but the essence of the question is the same. We get a lot of those. So I'll try to get to as many of those during this show as possible. So for those of you who listen, we'll be on iTunes and Stitcher and all the yeah. other stuff that existed. I have been doing this. Chris, who does production, I have been doing this since before they were called podcasts. It was called Internet Radio, and when I started doing it, people said, like they always said, oh, you're crazy, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> you remember, right? Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. people were like, oh, that's so... Because I had a lucrative offer from the satellite radio company at the time. Yes. Uh, Oprah had a channel. It was called the Oprah and Friends channel or something like that. that, and they, at the time, you know, I was doing really well. Again, my stuff resonates. Um, but in my, in my endless quest of not playing well with others, because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that guy. I just didn't want to. And of course, this isn't what I do for a living. This isn't what I, this isn't how I eat. So I'd never needed people to buy the books. I wanted them to buy it, but I never needed them to. And so I, at the time turned down the Oprah offer and, and said, I, I, I don't want to do on this satellite radio. I don't want people to pay uh, to hear me talk. If I do it on this uh, internet radio, that means people here in New York, people in California, people in Australia, anyone can listen to me whenever they right. want. So even if they missed the live show, even if they list last month's show, last year's show, they can download it. And uh, And I loved the idea at the time. It cost a fortune to do it. I had to go through a company that was in Arizona and I want to say it was thousands of dollars it was costing to do. I was, instead of, so Chris, you people think that I'm, I'm nuts. You know, it's, it's that idea of uh, they call you a visionary when you're successful, but when you're going through it, they call you delusional. It's just that when you're successful, they look back and they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what a visionary. You yeah. say visionary now, but when I was doing it, you're like, oh, this guy's crazy. So not only did I turn down an offer to be on an Oprah network on, on I want it was, I don't know if it was serious. I think it was XM at the time. It was yeah, XM it was at XM. the time, uh, satellite radio. I turned it down and not only did I turn down money to talk, I decided that it was much better if I pay to talk, <laughs> but to have that option for my <laughs> listeners at the time is was great and and since then podcasts took off and and I'm happy to you know we had at the time close to a million listeners yeah, by the time I quit one. And, and I tell you Chris I quit like you were on top I was on top and you stopped I was number one on iTunes at and the time stopped. this is like before Rogan's show or mm -hmm. or maybe his was just getting started uh and and I I just one day I I finished the show and I looked at Stephanie and whoever else was in the room and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm all set. That's it. <laughs> no, it was it. That was it. Like that. I think that's my last one. I, and they were like, uh, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think, I think that was it. I, I don't want to do that anymore." And and I realized it was because of the way that I did the show. Like I, I you know, you grow. Anyone out there who's listening, you grow, right? So. I don't. I didn't think the same way. As as I get new information, I, I I don't. I didn't think the same way. So when I first started, it was very, I was like knee deep in that spiritual movement and just loving all these writers and who was writing what spiritually empowering book. And you could think of all the bestsellers at the time, and they're just who's who and what and all these about things about intentions and and spirituality and, and, and wealth and all of those things and how it works and, and all that stuff. And I, I was fascinated by it, Chris, but at, at, the, at one point in time, like I had talked to all the who's who in, in the self-help industry. You remember, yeah. right? And you also remember, Steph, that they would contact me after. So, so Chris, if you check this out, I, I would talk to these people like, famous people like famous this is when i know your generation of people don't even understand what 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 it is to have several huge bookstores around and mom and pop bookstores mm -hmm. and there's borders and there's walden books and there's barnes and nobles like people were buying books and loving books so authors were huge and these authors were tremendous and you'd see them on PBS and you'd see them saying this stuff and talking and who were their spiritual advisors and, and they're having these incredible bestsellers and, and, and I'm talking to them, Chris, because I'm reading these books and the information is fascinating and it may, the way it makes me feel that there's hope and that I can, like, I too, you know, first I'm a little broken, but then I can, I too can, can mend myself to be like this person. So I'd have these great conversations with them. I basically tell them, some of them would send like questions of what to ask and stuff like that. I'd say, listen, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to interview you. I want to have a conversation with you. But it's probably going to be like me lobbing softballs at you and you're just going to keep knocking them out of the park. I'm not going to argue with you or anything like that because that's rude to invite someone onto your show and then when they say something, uh, argue with them or question them. I would just let them highlight their product. And, and so I started, it was a one-hour show. It was great. And then I said, you know, I got to, I gotta make this two hours. Like I have to be able to talk mm -hmm. after they're done. Yeah. Like or else I'm going to like need a shower and mm -hmm. like to go to sleep afterwards. So I would, then the show became two hours. So it's two hours, three days a week. Yeah. For again, for something <laughs> I don't do for a living. <laughs> like a this is what I'm doing on my break. <laughs> this is what I'm doing on my break. So it's, it's a, uh, so I would end up towards the end because, so Chris, I would talk to these people and let's say they were talking about abundance and manifestation and cleansing themselves spiritually and then the money just came and it was beautiful. And I, and I was so happy my audience was listening to this. Like, this is beautiful, poetic, amazing. And then I, we'd finish the show and within an hour, two hours, three hours, Steph would receive messages from them. Hey, maybe I can connect with Steve real quick. Well, I'd call them back. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was great. And Chris, they would go on to tell me, oh, man, my house is getting foreclosed. My, you know, I just, you know, they were talking about love and, and soulmates and be like, oh, oh going yeah. through a nasty divorce, mm -hmm. my third divorce. Right. And you're like, wait, what? Whoa. I, I had one person who wrote a book on soulmates mm -hmm. and she was 
dynamic and energetic and like, I'd sit, no more kissing frogs. I'm waiting for the prince. And I waited and here he was and he's amazing. I got everything I wanted and everything. Right. And so I have always given my cell phone as my business number. Like that is my cell phone. If, if, if you, that is it. If you look at my, at my business page right now, that phone number, cell phone number, like that's it. And I, I, it'll filter through as it filters through. Right. So talking and soulmates and I just waited and I just know that the magic and finally I'm the happiest person in the world. Did the show with her. It was great. Hit it off. I hit it off with people all the time. Steph, would you say it was a day even? Maybe a day and a half at most before I had naked pictures of this woman <laughs> on my phone that she just sent me like out of nowhere. Like I just felt a connection this is, you know, up front of me. And I'm like, first of all, if you hadn't just been on <laughs> my show talking about how much you love your husband, who is your soulmate and your forever. And, and, and I'm still receiving messages from the audience saying, oh, this gives me hope for true love. And I'm looking yeah. at you on my phone like and, and looking at stuff like what no one would even believe me if i said this like it so i i ended up with the 2 hours i would listen and interview basically a a a, a best selling author and they would say all their strategies and whatever and i wouldn't argue with them i wouldn't do no matter how insane the some of the stuff they'd say was and then the second hour i'd spend undoing what they said like like politely in the way that I know how, you know, when I was in the military, it apart. And when I was in the military, the guy told me, you know, Maraboli, learn the English language, learn it in such a way, because it's such a powerful language that you could tell somebody go to hell in such a nice way. They look forward to the trip. Right. So that's what I was doing. I was very kindly saying, yes, what they're saying is this. And it's kind of like, you know, for, for those of you who know me uh, and and see me pretty often, you'll, you'll often hear me say, Life is magical, but it's not magic. And I think that that's where that idea started developing for me. Like, okay, I get it. Life is magical. And some of the stuff that people describe are magical. And I've experienced that magical moment. Who doesn't experience the magic of falling in love, the magic of hoping, desiring, and, and having something come to fruition through your, through your actions? Like, who hasn't experienced that? So I experienced the majesty and, and magical nature of life, but it's not magic. And so that really hit home with me. And so after doing, again, talking to hundreds of the who's who and the top names, there were no bigger names than the people I talked to. When I was done with that, Chris, after like three or four years, maybe five years, something like that. And uh, I... Maybe there is three or four of them, three or four people, not years, <laughs> three or four people who I thought were genuine. Really? Yeah. And the rest of them, I almost wanted to send down an alarm to the audience and be like, hey, you're you're buying these people's books. But if you knew them the way I'm hearing them and the way they're being with me and the way they're talking to me, you wouldn't let them in your house. Never mind. Let their words in your mind. You wouldn't even let them in your house. Like these are not, some of these people are, uh, most of them were playing a role, but some of them, the role they were playing is so different than who they actually are. And so um, one day, I don't know who it was or what it was, and it might not even been that show. It might've just been how I was feeling. And 
I just uh, I just walked away. So I'll get back to this when I'm feeling it. And felt it a couple times here and there, but again, my life gets busy, and this is this is something that uh, that I, that I want to make sure that I put some time to. So I think Steph, this is a good way to do it. I think we do a. And of course, those of you listening, open to ideas, something that you would like me to do that's helpful. I think we do, we go over some ideas uh, that are probably popular that if, through the message, through the right. posts that you, mm-hmm. that you put up, because um, I, I, for those of you who do or do not know, the stuff that Stephanie puts up on our social media, some of it might be something I'm doing that day, like, hey, you know, I, I'm happy to be here at you know, whatever university, whatever organization, corporation, I'm happy to be rolling jujitsu, whatever it is. And that might be present. Mm-hmm. The next post that's a that's some sort of picture quote, that might be either something I wrote this year, last year, or in 1995. Right. Like it could right. easily be that old. Um, so a lot of times you will get the feel for what people are yes. really liking. So I think that that's what we do with this show. I think we make it a show of the people. Right. If we're going to sit down and take this time to do it, let's make sure that they are getting every single thing they need from me without any advertising from me, which is ridiculous. And so getting what they need from me, we um, let's give them like a little behavior hack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, give them a little that. behavior hack. Like, hey, they love your behavior. Yeah. Hacks. Like let's let's do a little something. Mm-hmm. Hey, try this. Try that. We'll do a, we'll do like a, a free advice segment. I you know, so so I do free advice around the world, but why not do it on our own podcast? I do a free advice segment where you could, they can email you or message uh, the my page mm-hmm. for questions that they might want answered on the podcast. They can call the number on our page, this, yes. our cell phone, leave a message on there, and we'll hear it, and uh, and we answer those questions. And also, a lot of times people do leave. Um, comments on our posts and I see them folks I see the comments and I try to like every single one of them uh, and some of them are too long for me to answer I, I, I sometimes when I'm looking through it again I'm at the airport I'm at something I don't really have the time if you're asking me a really serious question I don't have the time to sit there and type out the answer and I want to give it the time because I don't want to blow off you're asking me this life-changing question and i'm i'm getting it to you you know while i'm on line at starbucks right. so i don't want to do that to you um so if you can gather some of those yeah, stuff right in uh, uh yeah i will i will get those and even if they don't know to write in you know if they don't know to write in if you take a note of like their question let's mm-hmm. say you know sally in nebraska says has a great question about blah 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 take note of where you found that question mm-hmm. and wh- which one of our posts. And when I answer it on the podcast, reply to that message. We'll reply to that message. Hey, saw your question and Steve answered it on episode whatever. Right. Oh, they love that. They're, and because that, that way, and I love that they're reaching yeah. out and I love that through this I could also yeah. answer them. We really so do. So we'll do something so else many. and let's do something fun. Let's do like right. a, remember how we used to do, uh, uh, like what most people don't know. Yeah. Let's do that kind of stuff. Let's just let's let's entertain. Let's edutain, as I like to say. Chris, don't make fun. <laughs> don't make fun. Edutain. I'm a nerd, buddy. I'm a nerd. I edutain. No, people are gonna get to hear your puns. <laughs> they get to hear my puns. No, let's edutain. So awesome. 
Let, so what do you what do you want me to start with, Steph? Let's let's get this moving so well, people in case we're boring them. All right. Am I boring you? No. I don't think I'm boring them. No. If I'm not, boring you, <laughs> it's only gonna get worse. I, I did want to take a note that you you don't like to be put into a box. And so I with don't. the with how Ideally. <laughs> ideally. Ideally. You no, don't Steph? don't put me in a box. That was your thing. That was yeah, that people was... started calling you master and guru and you're like, oh, <laughs> wait, easy, <laughs> easy. Right. It's like, yeah. you're but you know what it is in fairness to them, that's how they're trained. Right. You know, and, and, and they're trained, they're conditioned in that way. So we know how conditioning works. And mm -hmm. so through theological things until recently, it was mostly theological things. It was your religious leaders and they, you know, they, they, they treat themselves that way. Even like the Dalai Lama who, you know, will say I'm a simple monk. But if you look behaviorally, you you have people who have, can't keep their head higher than him. He's crawl, they got to crawl to him. He gets yeah. served like right. I don't want to be served. I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. that, I'm not that. I go through the same. There is nobody, and including the Dalai Lama, yeah. there is nobody immune to the things that happen in life. And if they are immune to it, they either aren't paying attention or they're a sociopath. That's not that's not true. We all go through, we, we go ups and downs and wins and losses and relationships that work and that don't work. And sometimes they, they don't work for really nasty reasons and sometimes they don't work for these subtle reasons, these little wedges that suddenly when you realize how far apart you are, like painful things, we go through this. We, we go through ups and downs in health. Health, whether you're gaining weight, you're losing weight, you're sick, maybe you go through something. That, that, that you go through a procedure. So, and we all go mm -hmm. through all of it. And so, uh, so we get this illusion from first getting these, this movement of that spiritual mastery that I got sucked into yeah. until I met some of these dudes. <laughs> like, bro, no, I I'm, don't. A th I'm my worst no. day. Mm -mm. I'm a thousand times better yeah. human being than you, but you're on PBS talking about how you're the master of this and spiritual that. And But I know you. Like, that's not you. You were cheating on your <laughs> Right, right. You're, you're, for you're on your 10th affair. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, stop. And, and, and don't, but tell people, don't, don't, not do it because you're bad. That's that's where I think I might differ from a lot of people. If you're cheating for the tenth time on your wife, it's not that I think you're even bad. Mm -mm. What I think is bad is that you're doing it and calling yourself a spiritual master on TV and letting people buy your stuff. Tell them, look, no matter how hard you try sometimes, mm -hmm. life is tough and you're presented with decisions that you don't always make the best one. And sometimes you're a prisoner to this and you know, and as time would catch up, we know that there's there's genetic predispositions to thought just like physicalities and we can talk about that then at least just talk about it at least say hey life's really tough and sometimes you know i i with this with this whispers and genius uh whispers of genius echoes of madness uh uh book i was really happy to that i feel like I really put it all out there and all the good and the bad and some of the stuff that's like, hey, hey, Steve, we really like that you wrote this. It's so much wisdom. Yeah, but let me tell you what I was going through right. when I wrote it. Now, let me tell you the times that I've danced with the gods and let me also tell you the times I've danced with the devil. Let me tell you the times that I've been medicine, the times that I've been poison. Let's talk about that because we're all that and anyone who tells you they're not, run for right. your life because it's just not how that goes so yes steph i do not like to be put in a box because i don't think that applies to any of us no 
we just uh, we just conditioned to uh, allow ourselves to that and like we go no matter what we do it's it's it, we're conditioned to put to labels you know it's how we experience life we label things so we we're conditioned to having people do it to us and and we instead of explaining to them that we're not just one label uh that we can be many labels uh that it's not that black and white um sometimes is exhausting and some people don't have like the mental energy to do it so they allow themselves to be to be you know put in this label right i think it's refreshing i think it's refreshing to see someone who says here are my scars here's what happened here's me yeah i think that that's isn't that the coolest people you've met the coolest it's like the any anyone who the people who don't have those challenges the people who don't first of all they're boring Second of all, they're boring because they're lying. They're like, lying. So it's not even like yeah. you're you're just talk about them. Some of it's embarrassing. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Are you kidding? But um, allowing yourself to talk about that stuff for me makes you interesting. It's those things. I, I've been fortunate in these past 20 plus years to be in the room with some of the most interesting people, the, the, the game changers of the world, the people who are inventing, decoding, the people who are doing amazing things. And there's not one that wasn't so weird. Like, <laughs> like, like they're they're weird. Like they're like like I feel I am. Like I feel like the most interesting people, the closest people to me in my life, are super weird. Yeah. And and that's what makes them awesome. It's that they do have that kind of that idea of of they're not going to be put in that box and they've right. come to terms with not the, only the good stuff they've come to terms with the scars man the, yeah. the scars of the people who have like ah oh, this is these are my scars these are my thing you know you you'll hear them and and what makes them free to navigate and to invent and to rediscover things in their lives what makes them free to do that is that they are no longer trying to play a character they think everybody likes. Because here's the side note. Nobody likes that character anyway. They all sniff it. They don't realize it consciously maybe like I do. But they might not be behaviorists like I am. But there's say they'll say, there's just something about that person. I'm just... They seem nice. They seem great. But just something about them. Yeah, you're sniffing it because you're a primate. You're sniffing that something that you're sniffing that they're they're giving you the character as opposed to the real. And if they would just if they would just be themselves, I mean, I don't know how many times I, I could I could say this, you know, isn't that um, isn't that what social media is? Like, and, and for some people, absolutely. For some people, social media is that and, and it is. Um, it's interesting what social media has done because it's. And now I sound like a 900-year-old <laughs> man, but it's like it's it's made the far people close, but it's distanced us from the closest people. So it's it's like you'll I'm I'm able to stay in touch with my family and friends mm -hmm. around the world, but at the same time you'll see, you know, for a guy who eats I'm I'm a guy who eats 3 meals a day out, right? So home-cooked meals aren't a thing for me. So being out for three meals a day i watch families ignore each other right i watch dads ignore their kids moms ignore their kids i watch that 
and I watch them throw something in front of their kids so the kid disappears, even though they're all at the, at the table together. Their minds are somewhere else. And I know I sound a thousand, but it is that. And for social media, because it has that effect, because it has that effect, then you can kind of see, you know, me, I'm always trying to analyze behavior. When you're seeing the behavior of the youth and why they're jumping off of buildings and trying to skateboard here and do this and why, you know, they're flexing here and their ass is out over here and they're doing all these things. They're trying to make it they're trying to make it on on they're trying to make it in the computer world, in the phone world. Because everyone's staring at their phone. So they're trying wow. to make it in that world. Like they're they're trying to and there's gotta be a subtle you know, if my mom and dad are always staring at this phone instead of listening to me, maybe if I become popular in this phone, they'll be able to see me through there. Like maybe, maybe I'll get their attention there. You know, maybe they like my, my images or they like my story, but they, they barely pick their head up when I was telling it to them in person. And so you see this, I, I see it, you go jogging, you go jogging through the gym, through the parks, you see it, you see Kids playing on uh, jungle gyms and parents staring at their phones. Now, you could be sure as shit, Chris, that every single one of those parents is posting something on social media about, oh, fun day at the park with my kid. <laughs> but you know, the only time they paid attention to that kid was during that picture. The rest of the time you were staring at your phone. And so those type of things. But yeah, I do think social media. Social media is kind of like, and I understand it. Social media is kind of like, um, uh, what's that program that fixes pictures? Uh, Photoshop. Photoshop. It's like Photoshop for your life. Social media is like Photoshop for your life. So you have these people like, yay, happily in love. And the second that that phone <laughs> goes down, they're like, F you. No, F you. You know, like it, it's it's kind of like that. And then you start competing You know, it's like that old thing. You compete with the Joneses and you stress over competing with the Joneses and keep up with them and vacation with them and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, you've realized the Joneses were full of it. And now you're both in debt and you're both (laughs) miserable and you're both like, it's kind of like that. It's the modern day era of that. And I, I, um, it's behaviorally not my favorite because it, takes away your it takes away your desire to actually do it am i losing you here let me let me just explain so let's take let's take the kids at the park thing right so we are behaviorally humans only like two things dopamine and serotonin right that's technically all humans like so everything in your life is basically driven on your ability to get these things dopamine's like the hooray you did it way to go achievement check off the list serotonin's like ah you know we're in a good place man we're doing all right you know it's and and it's those things um in the most basic way to look at behavior is is that way well just like I have these little behavioral hacks, like if you want to achieve something, you don't set a far goal. You set these short goals. And the reason you set these short achievable goals is when you achieve them, as you're achieving them, and you check them off your list, you feel good. That's dopamine. That's dopamine. A little hit of dopamine. Here, right? Check, check, check. Dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. And you keep going and it keeps you, it propels you through the journey as opposed to waiting until that last little bit. 
I also say, never tell people your goals. <laughs> because what happens is, you get that, that dopamine beforehand. So for those of you listening who have ever said something like, I'm going to write a book. The people who love you and support you are going to hear you say that and they're going to go, yay, oh my God, hooray. They're going <laughs> to clap and yay, go, you go get them. You got this. Yay, we so believe you're so smart. Can't wait for you to write this book. Yay. And you feel euphoric. That euphoria is dopamine. You have achieved, you re you rewarded for that incredible desire that you were going to write a book. And then you sit down in front of your laptop and you stare at a blank page and you're like, meh, I don't know. <laughs> now, why is your brain doing that? Your brain's doing that because it's saying, dude, why are we going to write something? We were already rewarded for it. Like, I'm not can do that. So what you think is writer's block is just your brain going, why would I do this after already getting the prize? Like that's so silly. So your brain wow. will try and talk you out of it. So instead you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. You write the book and you say, look, I wrote a book. Yay. <laughs> and if you keep that, you'll keep yeah. writing. You'll keep doing those things. So back to what I was saying, as you asked me one simple thing, Steph, and right. I've been talking for a half hour. Uh, which is why this podcast will be <laughs> no problem. But one of the things I was saying with social media is, so let's say you're a parent and you have your, you know, your, you know, 10 close friends-ish and family, 20 close friends and family, 30 close friends, family acquaintances, and then about another 100 or so uh, just people you've known in life who you've gathered. And you got like 300 people on your, let's say, Facebook and you, people you went to school with, you've known for years, some people you just met, all these people that because of the way social media is structured, all these people that you are now performing for. You're performing the this is my life now performance. And so when you're at the park, you that moment you take a picture of your kid playing and say, hey, we're at the park. Even though in the hour, two hours, three hours that you were at the park, even though that's the only couple of seconds you were paying attention to that kid and the rest you were scrolling through everyone else's Facebook and all that other stuff, the response from the people in your life, which is your life, which as far as you're concerned is everybody, mm -hmm. right? Yay, yay, you're such a great dad, you're such a great mom, you're such a great person, you're such a great aunt, you're such a great grandma, you're such a what, whatever it is. That's all dopamine. That's why people check it so often because it's dopamine hits. It's acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. So you get all those. You now don't have to actually do it. You're getting credit for being great anyway. Wow. You're, you're getting credit for a great day at the park with your kid even though it totally sucked for your kid. There's no connection. You weren't engaged. You weren't playing. You ever see some of those memes like the greatest sign of a, of a healthy relationship is no sign yeah. on social media? You ever see that? Yeah. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's true. And they're probably talking about relationships in the sense of like uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, right. fiance, husband, wife. But that's true for your family as well. I really think that. I, I pride yeah. myself that my social media really is a business professional social media you won't see me at a barbecue with my friends you will not see me at a family wedding you won't see that for me that's my phone's nowhere right. to be found it's nowhere to be found 
I'm I'm enjoying this. And so that I think, but from my point of view, um, I think that in that sense, social media is is like that. What was I'm sorry, what was the name of the program again? Photoshop. Photoshop. It's like Photoshop for your life. So you don't have to actually exercise, right? In the Photoshop, you don't have to exercise. You just squeeze here and squeeze there. You look amazing. By the time you publish it to all your friends, they're like, oh, you look amazing. You didn't have to go to the gym at all. Social media is kind of like that for your life. And not for everybody, of course, but for a lot of people. And you do see it. You do see it. If 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 you gave, I think phones now tell you how long you look at them and how long you scroll and stuff. Like, take a look at that. Or at the end of your month bill, take a look at how many text messages you've you've sent. And let's say it's five seconds a text message. Let's say it's five seconds, four seconds. Let's say average. Some are longer than average. Let's say five seconds a text message, right? Say, take the number of texts you send, right? And, you know, figure, put them at five seconds per text. And, And when you add that up, when you add what whatever minutes that ends up being like did you spend that same amount of minutes with your significant other with your kids with your like paying attention to that you know the answer is no yeah and that's never mind that's the time you spend scrolling on your social media commenting on that looking through <laughs> other people's stuff like so for me it it it, cl- it gets us closer to other people but distances us from the people who are closest to us. I don't, I don't think it's helpful in that way. There's a lot of ways social media is helpful. Um, again, we're we're doing this show because people see our stuff on social media. So there, there's ways that it is helpful. I do think that it has some ways of of giving you the illusion of something that isn't as far as the Joneses go. It gives you that illusion, and and uh, and for me, that's never helpful because comparison is never helpful. It's not helpful for you because you're seeing a story that's not the full truth, and you're comparing it to your full truth, and it's just not fair for you. And at the same time, the people who who are posting often are really performing, and they know they're not giving a full truth. They know that they are kind of calling it in in their relationship. Wow. They're kind of calling it in as parents sometimes. They're kind of mm-hmm. calling it in as siblings. They're calling it in. But online, they are looking like they're doing it amazing. <laughs> and they know it's not true, but they're performing. They're performing. And, they're and performing. that. so in that way, I don't think that it's, it's helpful. I, in that way, I think it's probably super frustrating for the people around them, right? For those of you listening, you know. You know who I'm talking about. You, you know the people who... You're like, wait a second, look at that post. That that's not how their life is at all. No. And you're like, wait, why are they posting huh. that? Like they you guys know what I'm talking about. So you know better than I do. This is just what I see behaviorally, but you know individuals specifically who are just performing on social media. And for me that's that's uh that's never gonna be helpful stuff. I love that. That's you know, we have been getting a lot of messages about resolutions. Resolutions? Yeah. About, oh, like New Year's resolutions? Yeah, New Year resolutions. We're already getting messages about... Are they messages that are saying, <laughs> ah, you need a resolution, stuck to it, killing it? No. No. <laughs> so. Their messages are, they need some help. They're already seeing that they're failing at them. That resolutions are just... I can't tell you how many messages we've received. So, you know, maybe 
Well, listen, it it's it, you don't have to. It, the The best way for me to look at this is, I don't, I'm not a resolutions guy as no. far as that goes. As far as like, as far as that goes for year to year, I am flawed from day to day. <laughs> <laughs> so I make like daily commitments to behavior yeah. <laughs> like that's that's my resolution right. if you will like i'm going to do my best today you know because life uh, production chris you have to know <laughs> life just hits you sometimes and so you can't resolve to every monday wednesday friday i'm gonna do that like that's the second you life. do that is the day that, yeah, yeah, like that just birds fall out of the <laughs> sky and like it starts raining upside down. Like that's, that's just not how it works, man. It's, 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 it's just not how it goes. So for me, it's about behavior. Let me do the best I can today and let me navigate in the direction of where I want to be. So I might not necessarily, a younger version of me would say, hey, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Uh, and then a younger heartbroken version of me <laughs> will realize how hard that endeavor is. So I would say, let me endeavor to be healthier. Let me just make some wiser food choices and, and baby step it. small inch increments. Uh, I went from three slices of pizza at a time to let me just drop to two, fight off the craving for that third. And um, once I figure that out, let me, that'll help me fight the craving off for the second one as I transition down to one. And you know, listen, if I took 30 years to make a, a behavioral habit of something, I would be insane to think I'm going to do it, change it from one day to the next. My brain isn't designed that way. Folks, you know your brain isn't designed that way. Your brain is designed for efficiency. That's the good news. The bad news is that means that it doesn't like change. That's why yeah. it's so hard to learn things. That's why it's so hard to change habits and behaviors. You know, habits is, is the word behaviors. Just it's, it's, it's the word behaviors with a tuxedo on. It's, it's the same thing. And so the reason that's so difficult to change is because your brain is like, oh man, you gotta, I gotta build all kinds of new roads, call a construction <laughs> crew, we gotta put up flags, slow down, and all that stuff. So, so you, you know, it, it it takes it so much energy, and that's all takes blood and oxygen and energy, and your brain's like, bro, we're not meant for that. You know this, so your brain will try and talk you out of those changes. That's why it's so difficult. That's why, you know, for all its accolades, sometimes follow your heart is really bad advice because your brain's trying to talk you out of these healthier changes. So no matter what it is, I want to be healthier. I want to be in a healthier relationship. I want to be this, that, the other thing. Anything that's change, because your brain's designed for efficiency, it's really good news if you have healthy habits. It's really bad news if you have unhealthy habits. Your brain will let you eat and smoke yourself to death. It will have done its job. So when you want to change that, oh, I got to eat healthier and I'm going to hit the gym. I joined the gym. I took the little money I have at the end of the month when I'm done paying my bills. I took a little money I have and I added a gym membership to it. And I'm going to go. I mean it. And you really mean it. But your brain is like, Oh man, that sounds like a lot of work yeah. for me. Like I got to figure out how your muscles are going to move like this at this time. <laughs> I got to fight off these cravings. Like it's all these new roads. I got to passages, all these things I got to build and impulses and blah. So that's why your brain's like, how do I talk this guy out of it? Psst, come on, man. <laughs> well, let's just stay on the couch. We, we recorded Survivor. Let's just watch Survivor tonight. Listen, we watched Survivor. Have ourselves a little slice of Sara Lee pound cake, 
and we'll start training tomorrow. Tomorrow's our day, buddy. Tomorrow we train like Rocky Balboa, but today, hey, hey, you had a rough day. You earned it. Just sit on the couch. And your brain your brain knows it just got to talk you out of this latest impulse to change. And then tomorrow it'll pick something else. Oh, man, you know, now that that guy owes you money and now he can't. Now that, you know, it's a little cold outside. You don't want to get the flu. Remember when your mom would say you get the flu out there. There's pneumonia just waiting to tackle you the second you open. There. All of a sudden your mom was wise. And you're like, oh, wow, she was right. I don't want to get pneumonia and die out there just because I wanted to be healthy. I'll start tomorrow. Tomorrow's supposed to be nicer or maybe Monday. Monday. Why don't we just start fresh Monday? Mondays for starting for and then it just keeps yeah. talking you out of it. And then it's February and you're like, right. well, well, I guess that resolution's over. So uh, I'm just me and I got no willpower. And you start talking yourself down and then you turn on the TV or the radio and there's there's Guru talking about the mindset of a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You need the mindset of a millionaire. First of all, side note, everybody, I've been doing this for over two decades. I have never, and I've been in the room with millionaires and billionaires. I know them really well. I'm blessed to say that a lot of them are my clients. Not one of them has ever done a how to be a millionaire course. (laughs) I've never met a millionaire or billionaire who have done a how to be a millionaire course. It's always just desperate thousandaires who (laughs) who are who are teaching those courses. So anyways, going back to it, the the people who are, oh, I must I guess I must not have any willpower. I must not do they turn on TV, they they go to a podcast, they go to a social media and there's there it is. Hey, maybe you're just a little broken, but I got the fix. Well, maybe if you, what happens is you don't want it enough. Your intention isn't clear enough or you don't have enough pictures of it in your life. Like that kind of stuff. Instead of just telling them, hey, we're all in this. The fact that you don't think you have good willpower, the fact that your brain keeps talking you out of it, that's great news. You have a healthy brain. That's also <laughs> bad news because you're learning what the, what the, the 1%. You know, notice how it's the point, really. It's the point zero zero one percent to reach that level of happiness, success, whether monetary success or emotional success and health, whatever that is. It's such a small percentage. And the reason the small percentage is because they come to terms with the truth that life is simple. It's just not easy. There's a difference. Oh, how do I lose weight? Oh, diet and exercise. Boom. That's it. That's it. Chris, who does production, that's that's the book right yeah. there. Diet, exercise. That is true. That is simple. Dude, that's not easy. <laughs> like, like that's, that's what life is. The answer is simple. Just the process isn't easy because we have healthy brains that are designed from hundreds of thousands of years ago when going to the gym and after eating too much wasn't a, a problem. Eating too much was not an issue our ancestors had. They literally like walked through continents because they didn't have enough to eat. Like 90% mm-hmm. of them dying along right. the way of just falling over mm-hmm. because they didn't eat. Like, like, just, <laughs> like, so our ancestors, we haven't evolved the we've had too much to eat power yet. <laughs> Maybe f- with, with good fortune for the human race, that can be a, a problem our future generations have. Like, what do we do with all this food and how do we fight it off? But our ancestors didn't have that issue. So we still have those brains that are like, all right, well, no, we, we're supposed to eat and procreate. 
eat and procreate. What are the most popular shows, the most popular videos, the most popular websites are either about eating or procreating, right? Yeah. Or the action to procreate right. anyways. Right. You know, so like those are the most popular things. So we still have those brains. And so instead of telling people, hey, you're broken or it's not that you don't have willpower, it's that you're not holding this magnetic rock from the Amazon. It's, it's none of that. It's that you have a healthy brain, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I think that's beautiful. I think it's magical, Chris. But it's not magic. You have to have that human experience. You're a spiritual being anyway. Be that. Whether you like it or not, you're at where you're going in the year 22,000 is wherever you were in 1800. Like it's, you're going there anyway. You are that anyway. You don't have to try to be what you already are. That's done. What you got to do is for this little time that you're on this planet experiencing life as a human in this multidimensional world, you have to play by its rules. For instance, you don't jump off the top of a building. Why? Because by its rules, you'll die. So you got to play by those same rules. So you can't just want something. You have to behave accordingly. As a matter of fact, Behavior in this universe and in our version of existence, behavior for me is everything. When people say, how did you go from a kid who barely graduated high school to a dude who the most successful people on earth ask your opinion about stuff? It is behavior. It is, I, I made behavior is math. People don't have to ask me what I'm about. You two know if you spend a moment with me, an hour with me, you know exactly who I am, what I'm about, and you'll have a sneaking suspicion that if you get in my way, I'm going to run your ass over. And that's behavior. You show up for yourself. So you say, yes, I do want to sit on this couch and watch Survivor. I do want to eat pound cake. I do think it's too cold outside. I do all of those things, and no one's going to negate that. But you have to ask yourself the question, does this help me get closer to who I want to be, where I want to find myself a week, a month, a year from now, tomorrow? Will I have wished that I did it today? The answer is yes. You get up. You unask the couch and you go. You, get, you don't have to do it. You don't have to be great for the rest of your life. You don't have to be great for the rest of the year. Just get there today. Figure out how to battle yourself, how to not listen to, to your brain, try to talk you out of it, and you get there. And when you are done, you will experience the dopamine I explained to you, and you will say, you know, I didn't want to come, but I came, and I felt, <laughs> what a workout I had. I feel amazing. Yeah. That's the good news. Tomorrow, when you try and do it again, your brain's going to forget it and it's going <laughs> to talk you, try and talk you out of it again. And you got to keep doing that for like a month. And then it gets a little easier. And then another month. And then it gets a little easier. And then before you know it, you have a new behavior. And then suddenly the idea of three slices is like, I can't, how could I eat three slices? Like, it's impossible. So the opposite idea becomes that and your brain doesn't want you to go to the old behaviors like it it but it, it's a lot of work again life is simple it's just not easy so Steph for everyone who's writing in for resolutions mm -hmm. keep at it adjust you are not a failure you do not lack willpower it is that you are embarking on something that you haven't done for years and you're you're you have to set those behaviors do not set goals 
set behaviors. And don't be silly. Don't go from I've done no exercise for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and then set some sort of goal that you're going to train like Rocky Balboa. You're not going to do it. Your body's not going to let you do it. You're going to be so sore. Even if you make it for those first couple of workouts, you're going to be so sore. You'd be silly to continue. So instead, small increments. Baby steps are going to get you. Slow and steady wins the race. We've all heard that. Let me be another person to mention it to you. Slow and steady wins the race. You just small incremental behaviors. Get that dopamine. Teach yourself new behaviors. And most importantly, shut up. Don't tell anybody because their brains will help you help talk you out of it too. Because unless you haven't noticed, there's nothing more unpopular than positive change amongst friends and family. So stay silent, small increments, change in your behaviors, and you will absolutely get there. Powerful, powerful stuff. That's like an applause. (laughs) I think that also surrounding yourself with people who have the same mindset yeah, well, you'll goal, eventually figure dreams. out like that's you're inspired by the people around yeah. you. They they or they you're diffused you by the level people up. around you. Yeah. yeah, or or they will bring you down. Like yeah, it, it's it's you have to you have to keep cultivating right. that, and and that's a challenge for a lot of people. That's something we should get to in a future show if you want to write that down. Yeah. A lot of times, people struggle with the idea that growth. Sometimes you do outgrow some people around you, and that's such mm-hmm. a horrible feeling and tough to, to navigate, and we have this idea that we have to just cut them out of our lives and never talk to them again. <laughs> right. and it doesn't have to be that way at all. Some people that I've cut out of my life don't even realize it. Wow. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's, a, it's something that happens in my mind, the power I give them and their thoughts and opinions about certain things. Um, I might give them more uh, their opinion more power in some subjects, but realize that in other subjects they shouldn't have the power nor access mm-hmm. to to me in that way, and they won't even notice that that uh, that they're not at the same table they were in my life before. And I don't have to be rude about it. There are other people that I am absolutely rude about. There are some people who I am absolutely have no problem with them recognizing that that I no longer uh, want to be poisoned by them. That's powerful. I think that really answers the question that we get so often, what if it's family? How do you cut out? And if it doesn't, I, I would like to, I definitely want to go over that more, but we've been talking for almost an hour now wow. and, and um, people are going to start flies. jumping out of their cars <laughs> if I keep talking. So, All right. um, so definitely let's make that okay. a whole show. Like that should yeah. be a whole show. Like how do you, how, how do you strategize Cutting away the the, the 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 people you have no problem cutting away. That's mm-hmm. easy. You can even have fun with that. Yeah. Remember, I used to send an email. Yeah. So I used to send. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Chris, I used to have this huge email list. You can imagine. And I would pee. You know, it was it wasn't texting, wasn't so much a thing. So it was emails, and it was like a. And so I would send every periodically because again, I, I'm me, so I can sometimes I want to throw a punch, you know. So. I would send an email and I'd be so happy writing it. Like, dear everybody, I am making positive changes in my life, positive adjustments. If you don't hear from me, 
you were one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it would it would be a matter of that. So those are the easy yeah. ones. The, the other ones are are people who are really close to you and and who love you and maybe listen. My own mom. Uh, you guys know how much I loved my mom and how much my mom loved me. My mom is I I still she's passed away years and years ago now. It seems like yesterday still, and I, I I'll never be the same. But also. <laughs> But also, my mom came from a poverty that I'll never understand, from a country I don't understand, from a culture I don't understand. And, you know, when I'm growing into the, the, the Steve Maraboli that I am now, my mom would never even understand, first of all, owning your own business. Second, traveling around the world, uh, just, be, just being paid to think out loud. Like, it doesn't even make sense to her. Like, she wouldn't even understand. So her fears would always kick in. Like, for her in her life, like, maybe having a job at a store, like, as she was growing up, like, having a job at a store and getting, like, a weekly paycheck and people who will employ you, to her, that was like, oh, that was like the world. So for me, who there is no guaranteed paycheck. You're out there doing this. You're a she would like be petrified for me because she loved me so much. So I remember no matter what I would do, no matter how I could be, I could literally be in the White House giving advice to a to a, a world leader and they'd still be like, oh, but but will you get paid? Like, <laughs> still. So I would tell my mom like, hey, I think I'm going to do a radio show or I think I'm going to write a book. And she'd, oh. Hi, Dios mío, Stephen. Stephen, are you sure that's gonna be? Is it gonna be money? What if nobody buys it? Mm -hmm. No, anybody, are you gonna be okay? Like she would, and suddenly I'm like, oh no, what? <laughs> <laughs> All these things I didn't think about. Like I didn't think of any of this terrific stuff. Like uh, so, I would, I would be. She would sell me her panic, mm -hmm. which she was doing out of love. She out of love. She wanted to wrap me in bubble wrap, you know. But that's not good for me. So without my mom knowing. I just stopped telling her things. Yeah. I just stopped telling her what's going on. Nothing good. I traveled over here. It was good. It was fun. How are you doing, Mom? And we would just talk about something else. And so that was it. And then and then she would read in the local paper or see something online and be like, oh, you went and spoke here. I can't believe I am so excited. Here's a picture of you with with this, you know, XYZ famous person. And she, oh, my God, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. And and that way, had I told you I was about to do any of that stuff, you would have sold me all your fear and you're my mom, so I would have bought it. And so I just learned some emotional self-defense even from the people who love you so much. Listen, sometimes somebody wants to water you like a plant, especially someone who loves you. They water you so much, but sometimes they water you too much, they're drowning you. Like there's a, there's a transition between when you're watering a plant and drowning mm -hmm. it, right? That's right. with people too. Like, have you had those people in your life that they're like, oh, this is nice, this is nice, and it's like, oh, dude, reel it in. Like, this is a little <laughs> yeah. too much. I'm drowning. You know, like, find that happy balance. So my mom was one of them. And listen, there's no human on earth that loves anyone the way I loved my mom. Mm -hmm. And yet this was somewhere I had to defend myself from her love in that sense. I had to defend my ambition and the way I see the world from the way she sees the world. Because we see it differently. And as I've been saying since I was 20, your agreement with reality defines your life. And you'll place your limitations on that. And if you're not careful, you'll let other people place their limitations on that. Most of the stuff I've done in my life, people have told me, oh, I can't be done. That's great. That's great. 
and and they're wrong every single time. And then later on, they're like, oh, yeah, I knew that guy. I, <laughs> I remember he told me this. And they'll, they'll leave out the him. fact that he told me it and I tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. They'll, I remember he told I was there. Everyone was there. It's so yeah. funny how alone you are. But when you're <laughs> when you reach it, when you reach that success, everyone was there. It's just right. funny how that works. But I think this is a great start to a show, Steph, Chris. I, agree. I think this is great. Um, thanks for having me at the Layover <laughs> Media Cellar. Um, and uh, I think that is is there anything else we could do? I really want to do like those. What most people don't know. Let's write that down for sure. Okay. The what most people don't know, because mm-hmm. I love those. And those, those are fun. Chris, we used to do a thing where I would go over some historical thing. And it's not like so geeky historical, but Just, it's like a, a, a culture thing, a pop culture thing, like where um, the, the phrase the real McCoy came from and, and, and things about Mark mm-hmm. Twain and when, and when he died and like <laughs> cool little things like yeah. that that people would like. And it, I called it what most people don't know. This was part of our newsletter it back was. in the day. Back, yeah. Newsletters used to exist. Back in right. the day. Back yeah, in the day, newsletter. right? And so I want to do that. So we'll do, okay, okay so we'll mm-hmm. do a, like a hack, like a life hack. So we'll, you'll get like an essence of something that people are going through, something people want me to talk about. And I'll cover that topic. We'll do a free advice section, which is me answering questions from our readers, listeners, Mm -hmm. fans, Um, and and I think that that's good. A a what most people don't know. And if you have Steph, if you or Chris, if you have a topic like a you know a current event topic or something that you would. Like some sort of yeah. take on mm-hmm. that isn't, you know, something ridiculous that everyone fights about, but like an honest, you know, conversation about something, then I'm happy to do that uh, as well. And, um, and you know what I get a lot of questions for that we might want to just add to this show if we won't bore people too much. <laughs> when, when people want to ask me to make the books audiobooks because they want to hear oh, me read. Oh, yeah. We get that a lot. And I just don't have the time you to don't. run in there into a studio <laughs> and do read the books. No. And plus, they're not written that way. It's not they're... like, a, oh, it all started one day. It's like it's just all my books are is me writing into a notebook, yes, to this day, writing into yeah. a notebook with a pen and you know paper, writing into a notebook and... Um, jotting just ideas. They're fragmented yeah. ideas. Open I touch to uh, yeah, I touch them up. You open them to any page. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really tell a story. It's just like a, a photograph of my feelings at that moment, you know? And, and mm-hmm. so that's the way my books are designed. There are some longer pieces that we actually call pieces. Um, and well, anyway, some people ask sometimes, Chris, for me to at least record the pieces. And while I do not have time to do that in one sitting, Steph, why don't we... Why don't you pick a piece each show, and I will read it. I'll put in my my best. I'm a serious author, voice. <laughs> and I will read it. Awesome. And uh, and and after I'm reading it, if if I can reconnect with the emotion and experience mm-hmm. I was having when I wrote that, because some of it I'm sure is. I know some of our popular stuff is. You know, I was a kid. I was like 21, 22, 20, 21, 22. I was, for me, I was a kid, but. I was in the military and I was scared and honest, scared, miserable, and honest. You know, yeah. <laughs> all those things make make for for truth, and that's why I think it's held up for all these years. 
So even if it's that stuff, if I can remember what I was thinking mm-hmm. uh, when I was writing it, I'll go into it a little bit uh, more in depth. Would you, you think they'd like that, right? Oh, they'd I love that. that. I super think that. Cool. Yeah. I think that yeah. some pieces like Say Pop and Bravery, Courage, Mom on the Eighth Floor, those things like that are experienced. So if you have me, do you see how you are? See, yeah. see what Steph's doing? <laughs> She's trying to get me to do She's Mom on the Eighth Floor because she knows to this day I can't read through that yeah. without crying. It's all right. So these pieces, <laughs> these pieces, pieces are, yeah, you can have all of a sudden the day that I show up and there's ten cameras in here. <laughs> you guys are trying to suck me into something. We're gonna make this dude yeah. cry. Let's see how many tears. You guys have a bet. There's six people we in here. Tier like, everyone's like yeah. tear count. Every time my tear comes out, I see you guys hand each other money. Like, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. All right, so I think this is a good first show. Awesome. We'll put this up. We'll make sure in our social media that the people know Mm -hmm. that this is a thing again. And more importantly for me, for both of you, is so that they know in every way that this is their show. I am sitting down here for an hour at a time to reach out to them and try and make every hour worth their time. These people are taking time to write in. They are taking time out of their lives to, to maybe I'm a part of their commute in the morning. Maybe they're doing whatever around. They're giving me this time. I want to make sure that this time is 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 useful for them and, and, and that when it's done, they're like, hey, I feel better without feeling broken. Hey, I feel better. Like that's what I've always wanted and it's all I want. And so um, even if it's business advice they want, you know, Great. someone's writing in like, hey, I'm starting to whatever I'm doing. I'm going down to Florida. Tampa. No, no, St. Pete. Pete. I'm going to St. Pete uh, next weekend for, uh, it's February 2nd. I'm speaking at a women's empowerment, Mm -hmm. uh, an entrepreneurial group. I think a couple hundred women are going to be there. And so I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Badass. Be ready because I'm bringing all all my business hacks (laughs) and uh, and I'll probably make you laugh a bunch too. So it should be a lot of fun. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out. Don't forget to check out our stuff is Instagram, Steve Maraboli. I'm a I'm a pretty easy fellow to find. Make sure on our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook, um, we have the blue verified check mark. That's us. There are so many pages that say Steve Maraboli, so many pages that look a lot like ours. They even use our pictures. They yeah. they you they post the way we post. Yeah. But they are not Steve Maraboli. And the reason I say that is because we get messages that people are like, hey, I'm really excited for your, you know, uh, I, I pre-bought tickets to your Canada show. And I'll be like, uh, I don't have a Canada show. I, I do public talks very rarely. So I, I don't have a Canada t- a talk. They're like, what? But this, I was, I was conversing with so someone. Crazy. They said to Amazon me and like, it's wait so a crazy. second. No, you just, I'm sorry. Call the police. You just got robbed. Uh, our page isn't going to ask you that kind no. of stuff. And our pages are the blue verified checkmark pages. Anyone else ain't me <laughs> trying to be me <laughs> ain't me. And let me tell you, if they're trying to be me. It's not anything that's going to benefit any of you is that they're, they're working some sort of angle. So uh, make sure you check out our pages. They're verified checkmarks. If you have any questions, reach out stevemarabully.net. I love you all. Let's keep going. See you next time. See you next time. That's my line. Wait. <laughs> Can you see this? I did. She's trying to get I see your line, man. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> it should be whoever says it first. Yeah, that's the way we have to race to it. All right, folks. <laughs> we're out.